Good morning and welcome to another episode of Josh and Pat. I'm Joshua Klein, joined by Patrick Cassett. And is there a new LeBron James? Well, according to LeBron James, there is. LeBron James has found the LeBron James of foot doctors, thus his speedy recovery. That being said, now that LeBron James is back on the court, it doesn't seem like the Lakers are doing better. So much for the most important games of his career. Patrick, are the Lakers worse with LeBron? And are the Lakers set to make a playoff push? Let's put it like this. The Lakers now have a better seed. They're sitting at, at ninth in the Western Conference than when LeBron was healthy and trying to make it the most important games of his career. LeBron misses 13 games. He comes back off the bench and they lose. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. Some would say that if LeBron James wasn't coming off the bench, maybe they win. Right. And that's, change, that's when you get... It doesn't change the fact that Patrick Beverly's saying too small to LeBron. I mean, LeBron James' stock is at an all-time low despite making a miraculous comeback via... The LeBron James of foot doctors. Well, that's the thing. And, and you don't know where you find the LeBron James of foot doctors. Maybe he's in he's in another country. Maybe it he's seems from like LeBron here. James doesn't even know where you find the LeBron James of foot doctors. How did he get the hookup? I, I, that's a great question. But can we just let, let's be honest. This is exactly what happened. LeBron James goes to the first doctor. He goes, LeBron, I think you should get season ending foot surgery. He goes, nah, I said this is the, the most me. important games of my career. So he goes to another doctor. Doctor number two goes, LeBron, I think you should get the season ending foot surgery. He goes, no, this is not an option. So he just found the one doctor that was like, you know what? You're LeBron James. Do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Just play. Like, like that doctor, I mean, he was like, This is gonna this this is gonna make me. This is like he just like, put that doctor on the map. This is like the Kardashian OJ trial. That's what this is like for that doctor. It was like we're not gonna take the oh, we'll take the case. That's yeah. what this was. And and I'll tell you what, man, he found the doctor who who's gonna do it. And props to the doctor. It's a great business move. Now, if LeBron James like knew anything hurt, about the doctor. Or or gets hurt in the next, you know, like few games or re injures it, we're not gonna be talking too too high about the doctor. That being said, hey, congrats congratulations to LeBron James of Foot Doctors. I don't know if that guy likes being called LeBron James Foot Doctors because I feel like nobody knows his name right now. I I, I don't. I'm not sure LeBron knows his name. And the but, thing but, but is, it's very good for them. Yeah. Here's the thing: is is of course LeBron James is is one of the best players in the world. He makes any team that he's on better. But the Lakers somehow, some way, found a way to win when he was out of the lineup. Now that he's coming back into the lineup, they have to figure out a way. To mesh all this together. I mean, they just lost to a not very good Bulls team. Right. So the Bulls are gonna get maybe the 10 seed. They they may they maybe may make it them. in the play-in. Like that. Maybe. Exactly. So you're right. And LeBron James and the Lakers, they have they they want to make the actual playoffs. They want to win in the actual playoffs. And I know they're sitting at ninth right now, which is not good, but they have not been playing terrible. They made moves at the deadline. I mean, and Austin, now you have Austin to, Reeves is ridiculous. Exactly. Like, like Austin Reeves is, is Austin Reeves might be the LeBron James of basketball. Alex Caruso walked so Austin Reeves could run. And 
the Lakers, I, I don't know what else you do right now. LeBron's ceiling with this team is a six seed in the West. Like he's not going to go on a run. He's not going to beat Memphis. He's hell. He's probably not even going to beat Sacramento and he's not going to beat Phoenix. So you start looking at this. That's that still leaves out the Clippers who are also in your town. That leaves out the Golden State Warriors who, by the way, won a championship last year. And it's not like, I mean, they can get hot at any moment. This year has been kind of a dysfunctional year as a whole. You don't have Steph Curry part of the year, you, you know, like. If they can mesh and get things going at the right time, which you know they can if they get hot, I mean, they're just as dangerous as they ever were. LeBron James is going to add a layer to this Lakers team by coming back. The problem is, is the ceiling is not high. So we shouldn't talk ourselves into expecting a Lakers run here because guess what? They aren't that good. So let's let's not waste our time thinking that they're going to go on a run. Good call. You know, another team that had a guy... So LeBron James comes back to the Lakers. They're, they might be worse. Another guy came to a completely different organization, and they might now be worse. So the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban's team, they seem to be struggling after the Kyrie acquisition. Um, I mean, Luca says, I used to have fun smiling on the court but now it's just been frustrating. They're five and thirteen since Kyrie debuted. I don't even think Kyrie's happy to be there. We I don't know if we have a source on that. But it I mean it is all falling apart in Dallas, and we thought and we thought that it was going to be a, a perfect marriage of from Kyrie and Dallas. We said, okay, the I mean those people. Hey, listen, hey, the, the people in Dallas they got some things in common with Kyrie. They do. <laughs> They do. What do they like, Patrick? What do they like? What do people in Dallas like? Well, they 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 don't like getting shots. I can tell you that. That's right. That's right. Hey, it's a marriage. It's a marriage made in heaven. Kyrie and like Kyrie and Texas people just seem like they're going to match, and now it, it feels like that was just all wrong. It feels like it was not the case at all. What's going on? Is is Kyrie the problem? Uh, let's put it like this Kyrie Irving joins the team he gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks they're sitting at a four seed in the west yeah today March 27th they're not even in the playing game they're 11th seed okay the Dallas Mavericks are in trouble here and what cannot happen is you cannot make Luka Doncic one out of Dallas he's your one hope and you're one savior to the franchise right now. So you got to make him happy, and he's not happy. If it comes down to Kyrie or Luka, you pick Luka, obviously. But you just Kyrie. gave up what you gave up to get Luka, and they're in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot. I understand the gamble for Kyrie because I think they were, like a, they were one really good player away. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't seem like the gamble paid off. And I'm not saying it's very early. It's very early. Basketball is not a sport where it's like, oh, he got to get, he's got to get acclimated to the system. Now, some people are saying uh, Jason Kidd has a big part. I, I saw someone say he's cooking up the worst rotations of all time. But well, that's what the internet says. Um, well, moving, what? well, this is what I'm going to tell you is if we've learned one thing 
is the Mavericks need to fire Jason Kidd and then their next coach can win them a championship. We've seen it with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's exactly what happened after Jason Kidd. So is Jason Kidd the problem here? It you seems have like, to wonder. He seems like he's the assist artist. He's like tossing an alley-oop to the next guy. Exactly. He is the assist artist. You think of Jason Kidd, you think of assists. You think of a guy that can can always... Man, he's not going to take the last shot, but he'll pass up the rock. Yeah. Wow. Even... even off the court. Good for that guy. Uh, moving on. March Madness. Miami beats Texas 88-81. They're heading to the Final Four. FAU, number nine seed Cinderella Story, beats number three seed Cinderella Story, Kansas State, 98-93. I mean, that FAU coach could be coaching for any program in the country next year, the way he has those boys playing. Ridiculous. Well, spin uh, zone. He, all the jobs have already been filled, so he played himself, right? Uh, so by by going on such a good run, he now can't get a. All the spots are going to be filled. Wow, that very fair point, man. That guy that sucks for that dude. <laughs> it's like it's like if you're what you have to do is if you're if you're a team like FDU, you win the one game. And then you get bounced, and then everybody's like, "Well, this guy's a good coach, you know. We got yeah, this got guy. Sixteen seed, what? Yeah, you get the sixteen seeds." And then Iona's like calling up the phone. They're like, "Hey, you know what? Hire." Yeah, for FAU, it's like, "Hey, maybe next year. Maybe yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year you can lose at the right time." Mm-hmm. Man, that's tough. Uh, UConn destroys Gonzaga. It just destroys. I mean, it wasn't even close. 82-54. But the silver lining for Gonzaga is Timmy's coming back. Timmy's coming back. You know, the heart, the soul of this Gonzaga program. Drew Timmy's going to come back. And, Stetson and Bennett of, the, of, of college basketball. He is the Stetson Bennett. But the only problem is Stetson Bennett's a proven winner. Drew Timmy, we know. Gonzaga. I mean, you're talking about a school that has proven success. Just not in March, not in April. They can't get the job done. So Drew Timmy coming back. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna. I think it's certainly gonna put Gonzaga over the top. Definitely because you know, we we know how many championships they have right oh, now. Yeah, crazy. Right. So Drew Timmy. I mean, him coming back next year might they they may just go undefeated. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be and listen, and you know Gonzaga has a lot of recruiting power because they're like, hey. Do you want to come to a school where you're guaranteed to make the Elite Eight every year? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, absolutely. Yeah, Elite Eight every year? And and, and then what? Then, then we win it all, right? We we go and we, mm-hmm. we'll make the Elite Eight. Then what? We win national championships? Do you want to go to a school that makes the Elite Eight every single year? He's like, what? That's that's the school. I mean, like, that's that's the school. Do you? They're do you great wanna, at it, though. They're great at it. They're great at making. There is there is no better team in the country that is better at getting to the Elite Eight than Gonzaga. Oh, they're so good at that. They're the best. If if getting to the Elite Eight was like winning a championship, Gonzaga would have a dynasty. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, arguably, if you calculate up like the March Madness records, like. He's one of the best. They're, they're, they're only, consistent. They're probably like uh, they're probably like six games away from like five national championships. Yeah. So 
That's pretty good. Pretty good for them. Uh, moving on, San Diego State beats Creighton in a close one, 57-56. Uh, but the real story in March Madness is not in the men's side of things. It's on the women's. Caitlin Clark dropped 41 points in a triple-double last night. And now the, this Iowa team in the Final Four looking to make a huge push towards the national championship. But first, they're going to have to get through Maryland. Possibly. Possibly. And let me tell you this, okay? <laughs> it's a big, big asterisk there because South Carolina, it's okay. Just cover the 14 and a half. I'll be happy. Look, if Caitlin Clark's not on Iowa, I'm not sure they're a tournament team. I'm not sure they're even in the field. Caitlin Clark is the best player in the country, men's or women's. She can shoot from anywhere in the gym. She's one of the most exciting players to watch. If you're here and, and you want to make the argument that basketball is not fun to watch, the guys in the NBA don't care, or in the, in college basketball it's just not at a high high enough quality, well, then you're watching the wrong sport because you got to watch Caitlin Clark, okay? I mean, Caitlin Clark is what basketball should be. I mean, Patrick, you you want to talk about like she scored about half their points, L- literally. So I mean, they, they put up eighty seven. You have forty one. Quick math there tells you that without her, they're only scoring forty six. She is she forty six doesn't beat Colorado, Louisville. What? They played Louisville. They played Louisville. Wait. Oh, they beat Colorado. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, never mind. They scored 97 against Louisville. I was looking. There's so many little, there's so many games. Yeah. But still. Caitlin Clark. Single-handedly changes. I mean, just put them on the map. Caitlin Clark leads Iowa in points, rebounds, assist. That's like everything you could lead. It's pretty much everything you can do on a basketball court. She does it. Jeez, this girl. I mean, number one trending right now in the United States for a reason. You put up 41 points in an Elite Eight game. Mm. That's that's awesome. That is awesome. Hey, shout out Caitlin Clark, man. That's crazy. I mean, like, I, and no disrespect, Caitlin. I didn't know who you were until, until re- very, very recently. Now that I'm, I know who you are. Yeah. It's a fan. Big, big fan. Big respect. Um, Moving on, we have, and this is going to be, I'm going to have to strap down for this one. I'm going to have to buckle in for this next segment. Okay, here we go. NASCAR at Circuit of America was a little bit chaotic yesterday. Tyler Reddick gets the victory, well-deserved, had the fastest car by a mile, drove it well. That being said, the story of that race is the end of the race in particular, but the whole race, you could say. But drivers aren't happy. There are select few drivers who believe that the racing that happened yesterday was, quote, there's drivers don't have respect for other drivers anymore. Or that it was just classless. 
some would say. Now, Patrick, you're on the camp that yesterday's race was not good for the sport in NASCAR. Make your case. There's an entertainment value that comes with NASCAR. It gets to a point where a race can be entertaining and then it just becomes embarrassing. They could not finish a race yesterday because they kept wrecking each other on the final next to the final lap. So they had kept calling a caution. Next caution. Next caution. Next caution. It was like, is the race ever going to end? Okay. You're sitting here and what NASCAR has right now is they have, let's face it, they have an issue. They have a problem. At one point, NASCAR used to be the second most popular sport in the country. Now, are they even top five? People are struggling to watch them. Teams are are struggling to make it financially acceptable to even race. So what happens at a road course? You now bring in guys from the outside world, Formula One, IMSA, sports cars, whatever it is. They come in to race NASCAR. These guys are skillful. They're some of the best racers in the world. They come in and say that NASCAR is just a demolition derby. There's no skill in dumping someone into turn one. There's no skill in wrecking anyone in turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four, whatever it is. There's no respect when it comes to racing. People are just wrecking each other out of the way. We came to watch racing. NASCAR is supposed to be beautiful because a stock car can take a hit. You can move a guy out of the way and it'll be okay. But they're not moving them. They're dumping them. NASCAR... I don't know how you expect to get fans if this is the product of racing. Kyle Busch said it last week. There's no respect on the racetrack anymore, and it's making the races harder to watch. That's something NASCAR can't afford. I'm going to say this, Patrick. I thought yesterday's race was the most entertaining NASCAR racing I've seen in a while. And and strictly as a, a you know, you could say if you want, oh, it's no, it's not. It's not the way the game's supposed to be. It's not to the integrity of the sport. Listen, what I know is this. The Formula One people that are talking, sure, it's very, it's, listen, it's very different. It Being a stock car, it just, at all, it's very different. I think if the race wasn't that way, they would say they'd find something like that to complain about because that's just the way NASCAR is much more like that. Like, Formula One cars, they're not like, they're not touching each other. But Josh, it's not just the Formula One guy saying this. It's the NASCAR guy okay, saying it. A couple of NASCAR guys said it. Sure. Listen, first of all, I don't know how you expect people to race a road course like that. That's kind of how that you ha- that's how you have to race it. And it was just it was entertaining, Patrick. I'm fine with the boys bumping each other around for the sake of a sport. Like, what do you want them to do? Not race hard? Josh, no, they raced hard. If you watched the race yesterday, Tyler Reddick and William Byron, until the last caution came out, not the last caution, but the caution came out with about seven to go. They were racing each other hard. They were staying off of each other. They were doing crossover moves. It was some of the best racing that we've seen all year. And then a demolition derby occurred after that. The problem is, is you don't, it's not just the Formula One guy saying this. It's you have Ryan Priest saying it. He's saying, what Patrick, a bunch of Patrick, hacks. Patrick, Patrick, the last couple laps of the race. You're in ninth place. Your only move to get to the front is to 
is to cut in on the corner hot, use somebody on the outside to slow you down. You play the NASCAR game, Patrick. You Josh, know what's like. But that's like. not okay. So so now I'm the fourth guy on the outside. That's not racing. I just got bumped out of the. I I just I. There's no way you can all make turn one. You don't see these problems at Sonoma. You don't see these problems at Watkins Watkins Glen. NASCAR shouldn't be racing at Coda. Not with that turn one. You can't have it. No, dude. I think it's interesting. I think it's entertaining, and I think that NASCAR needs more interesting and entertaining we talk because because listen patrick if it wasn't this the story is going to be something different for every race of what nascar needs to fix what nascar needs to do this is not the problem with nascar patrick and i hope you know that like what's the problem with nascar i don't i can't i don't know if i could point out i mean we could talk about talk about the broadcast we could talk about a lot of things patrick here's the problem is this is they have to expand their base but the problem is is you're losing your base at the same time because they expect a higher quality of racing. Yeah, Patrick, I, I'm telling you right now, I feel like the good old boys in NASCAR are fine with pushing and shoving. Yes, they're fine with giving. You don't and take. think Dale Earnhardt would have been in it wasn't there? A de- it wasn't a demolition going. Derby. I don't All know. All you Pat. see is guys just wreck each other on the last lap. I thought it was. Listen, I thought that was very entertaining. Now, was it tough? Because my guy. Who I picked to win the race was just, I mean, he was wrecked. He was just did not finish. Yeah, that sucks. But yeah, I, because they don't have any respect for each other anymore. They just wreck each other. But what do we want, Patrick? We say, we say when they don't have to show enough personality that we, they all, they don't show enough personality. Well, they're not showing any personality. They t- it doesn't take any skill to wreck someone in a car and then get out and go, oh, you know, it's just, it was a tough day. That's not personality. There's th- th- there's a difference between personality in a car and personality in the media. They don't have any personality in the media, which is the thing that has to change because no offense, no one can hear them when they're in the car because no one's going to listen to the radio. <laughs> I don't know, Patrick. I just got to disagree. I think I think it was a fun race. I think it was enjoyable to watch, and I love the fact that I was like, this this. I mean, they, listen, there's definitely grounds for a caution too on the last lap. That they just did not call. I mean, just straight debris on the on the on the uh, on everywhere. the track and everywhere. everywhere. And uh, and NASCAR's was like, we're just gonna say, nope, keep going, keep going, because NASCAR dude, like this thing could have gone forever. And I thought that would have been funny. Like, imagine like a fifty over like times, just like who's gonna be the last car standing? That would have been the best, most entertaining race of all time. Am I bummed that I didn't get to that? Yes. Am I happy that I got to see some electric racing? Yeah, yeah. I need I want a little bit more, you know, pushing. I want a little bit more shoving. I want a little bit more of, you know, pl- driving a little bit dirty. And that's just me. We're going to have to agree dis- disagree, Patrick. I'm sorry I'm not a NASCAR purist. I just want to be entertained. We'll agree to disagree. Cool. Moving on, we got another agree to disagree segment. The XFL is happening on Monday night. That's the thing about the XFL that people forget is that some days you are it's Thursday and you got oh we got an XFL game. Some days it's Saturday and it's like oh we got an XFL, XFL game. game. And then sometimes it's like Saturday at like eleven fifty nine and they're like kicking off an XFL game. <laughs> an XFL game can happen literally at any time. And you just have to just be prepared for it. Oh, XFL and, game. Oh, and that's like, part of the strategy is like, to keep like, the fans on the toes. Like I, you know, I keep, could be sitting here doing the show and I could be looking, like, getting a notification, like, 
you know, that the uh, the Sea Dragons are up like 14 points. And I'll be like, what? It's it's 8, 10 in the morning. We, we just play an XFL. <laughs> like that's the XFL. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so tonight now we got an XFL Monday night matchup that, I mean, people are already calling game of the year. It's the most anticipated matchup of the year. It's the undefeated plus one loss roughnecks versus the DC defenders at DC. One of the few home field advantages in the XFL. And people are saying that. Yeah, it's going to be a fireworks show. The best, best home field advantages in the XFL battle Hawks one defenders two. everyone else. Battle Hawks, by the way, St. Louis is just ridiculous with the XFL. They just show up. They love it. They love it. Yeah. Here's the thing. They're Josh. like, we want. It. We wish we had a team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like they had one and, and they lost it. It's crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. So, uh. look, DC Defenders. They are five and zero. Oh. They're red hot. They can't lose. They literally have not lost. They're led. Jordan Tayamu, former Battle Hawk, Derek King, former former Miami Hurricane. Derek King, and if we know anything about Hurricanes right now, they are on a hot streak. Not the real ones, the ones down in Miami. DC defenders are not just going to cover the spread tonight, two and a half. They are going to put on a show against these Houston Roughnecks. The Roughnecks are frauds, and the reason why the Roughnecks are frauds is because they play in the worst division in the XFL. They have to play the Orlando Guardians, which is the worst football team in spring football history. They play the San Antonio Brahmas, who just traded for a quarterback this week. He started, and guess what? They actually won. That's how bad they are, okay? The Roughnecks, they're just not going to get it done in D.C. First of all, the disrespect on Heinz Ward there was a little bit a little bit much. Okay, he's coaching up the Brahmas. He's going to get them going. Uh, I, well, he's I running think, out of time, Josh. He's running well, out of time. Well, here's what okay? I think, Patrick. It's a 10-week league. You're I, I running think, out of time. I think the Roughnecks kind of... I mean, we listen. We lost in the right spot. Because now this is a get-back game. It's, hey, we never lost a game in the XFL. Or we, we're not going to lose two in a row. Brandon Silvers, he, listen, he's going to emerge as a team leader this week. This is where he says, hey... Brandon Silvers is the worst player on the Roughnecks roster. What? And I don't and I don't know about you, but I don't want my quarterback being the worst player on the roster. Brandon Silvers, when he's hot, he can sling it. I talk, mean, talk about talk about his fifty percent completion percentage, Josh. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, he goes for it. He shoots his shot, and but you know what happens? Sometimes, just sometimes, those fifty percent completions are just lasers down the field. And and listen, I don't know what happened with our with our uh our wide receivers last week. You know, Kirkland, I'm not sure what what was going on. They're going to have a get back week. I'm excited. I think the Roughnecks are going to come back. And listen, I don't think it's going to be an easy game, but I I think that if there ever there ever was a game that we are primed to win coming off a loss, it's this game. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, do you say I'm going to say DC defenders are due for a loss? Yeah, I disagree. Uh, the cup snake will carry on. You think of DC, I think of guys that come up from Texas and they struggle in the district. They struggle. 
Okay. Name, name all of these great people that come up, especially from the Houston area and come up to DC and just thrive. It doesn't happen, Josh. It just doesn't happen. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'll, listen, I, we might, maybe we'll do a watch along. I, I'm, I'm probably, maybe I'll do a watch along. I don't know. I don't know how, how, how we'll plan that. But I, I'm a firm believer. I believe in Houston, and I believe in Wade Phillips. Well, here's the thing, Josh. Is let's let's. I think it's a, a possible XFL Bowl matchup. I think this is going to be the championship game, probably. Probably. Okay. I mean, I don't see anybody in the South just magically getting really good. Well, no, because they're they're not good. There's no other team in the South that's over 500. Yeah. There are uh, 75% of the North division is above 500. So it just shows you DC plays in a way tougher division. They're, they're road tested. They're battle tested. Okay. I think this may be the first team to go undefeated and win a championship since the 72 Dolphins. You know, Patrick, that if COVID never happened... Josh, that's a what if. If COVID never happened, they would have already happened. So, and listen, hey, don't count your eggs before they hatched. Look, that's all I'll say about that. 72 Dolphins, 23 XFL defenders. Do you think, who do you think would win between the 23 XFL defenders and the 72 Dolphins? I would argue the defenders would win. Uh, I think what... Miami would struggle with is their players are very elderly at this point in their career. Uh, I don't, I don't think some of them are even alive. So you would think the rosters probably, they have limits to the roster. I'd take our guys in our prime. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. So would you would say that the 23 uh, de- defenders are actually better than the 72 dolphins. Well, way better. Wait, I think if they go, I think if they go out in the field right now, they win. No questions asked. Yeah, that's. I mean, that seems that makes sense to me. Cool. Yeah. Well, you heard it here. Well, that's the show, guys. Thank you for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing. If you're still listening to this part of the episode, make sure you guys DM us at Picks and Pancakes, and you will Need get a, a free mug. Listen, I looked at the YouTube stats. There's somebody watching to this point. <laughs> okay. There's somebody. I'm not sure who you are. Just just, but just DM, DM us. us. It's you could literally get a, free. You it's can no get a free asked. mug. It's not like this is not a ripoff. I, guys, I'm begging to give this free mug away. <laughs> I'm begging. It'll be the coolest day of all time when I can finally say we gave away a mug. <laughs> I just want to give a free mug away. Please DM us. Make sure you go to our website, picksandpancakes.com, uh, to read about blogs, what's happening in sports, uh, see, link to all our channels, our videos. Um, and, if, and if you haven't given us five stars on a podcast platform, just do it. Just do it. This is the Why part not? of the show where you can do that. Um, anyway, you guys have a wonderful day. Go attack it, and let's have a great week. A peace.